hello everyone welcome to the new episode of everyday talkies now before you jump on to listening to this episode wait take a breath smile get your regular dose of life changing entropy here on everyday talkies hello guys welcome to the new episode of everyday talkies we are back no no wait 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 this is review corner or review talkies i don't remember now the series it's talkies corner yeah it's talkies corner <laughs> and you have your co-host or guest or not guest guest is the wrong word for this guy now before we begin i know it's a shameless selling but go by forbidden planet yes thank god i remember or else this would have been a really <laughs> bad intro but again apart from that today we are reviewing reviewing a book so pushkar what are we reviewing which book which book have i plastered you with well technically i plastered you with it and then you plastered me back with it so today we are reviewing andy weir's latest book called project hail mary andy weir please uh, sponsor us in any way or capacity because i am solely responsible of two people buying and reading the books then um, you know making this episode making it even more famous so just just saying that up out there in the world sponsor sponsor this episode this episode is, is sponsored by andy weir the writer of the egg artemis the martian and now project king mary yeah only see, if he gives money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes see we already given you spot just now pay the money this part on uh so how do you want to start i don't remember how do we used to start a book review because movie review that there is an imdb log line but how do you even start a book review well, the thing is we haven't done that many book reviews so uh no we can just start at the beginning i guess yeah. okay like, first of all not, some basic let's information let's not make this the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy book review i want to release this episode someday so let's just okay, so let's start, let's start with the basics this is the latest novel by andy weir he's known best known for the martian which got made into a big movie and uh, you know funny news i was just looking up the book and turns out that this has already uh, gone into development this novel uh, a film adaptation is already in development by the same guy who wrote uh, the martian and uh, guess who's going to play uh, ryland grace in the film ryan gosling yes because i just checked on the internet and this came up right wow, because okay. obviously i could you not guess it in one go no but yeah that's great dude like ryan gosling has been playing such great characters uh, throughout the years with blade runner 2049 first man and now this uh, it's going to be good uh, anyway so yeah this is a science fiction story that is i think some of the one of the most unique and original science fiction stories i've read in a while I think you would agree that whenever we read or watch or come across any of the you know new science fiction that comes out these days you can kind of like make a reference to another like star trek episode that came before it but this the just the concept of it the way it starts at least like the the plot point that sets the whole thing in motion that is i think one of the more original things i've seen uh, anyone do for a sci-fi story but don't you feel like we'll come to the whole context of the books and all of that but again for people who are listening to this episode go read the book it's really really amazing it's far more episode uh, in, uh, you know entertaining yeah, than we're this going episode to is going to be get into spoilers and uh, there's some serious serious spoilers about like 25% uh, into the book wow i'm talking in kindle terms now there's a so there's a major spoiler about 1/4 into the into the book so yeah uh, we're going to go through all of that so but okay pushy uh, i want to have you, ask this question to you when i first read the book the story was so simple that you think that this you have seen similar things around but then yeah. when you read it you have not 
like how does this even happen i think one of the more uh, interesting things about andy weir's writing is that he writes like a proper nerd it's not just sci-fi for sci-fi sake it doesn't read like you know uh, fantasy that you're reading uh, sci-fi that is it's like either made up or uh, you know just completely uh, very basic or something like that like the type of sci-fi that i write basically andy weir's sci-fi he writes it in a very uh, scientific way there is a lot of explanation about all these things in a very scientific manner he there's logical explanations as to why a certain thing exists the way it does and even if some of it is made up you can kind of think that logically yeah it, it does kind of makes us that theoretically if something like this were to exist it would exist like this so i think the writing of it is very detailed and very complicated but <clears throat> when it comes to the story at least uh, at first it is very like this is the kind of story that you've seen before there's like uh, an apocalyptic event that that's approaching earth and uh, a group of astronauts is chosen to go uh, stop this apocalyptic event and help uh, save humanity and all that but uh once you start getting into the details and the uh, minutia of the whole thing you start realizing just how complicated and original and unique it all is true and like i have a few references but before i go off to that tangent let me you know at least bring some context so i'll just read through the not a synopsis but which i found in goodreads so that people who have not read the book and have come here listen to this go read the book and then come back to the episode so it reads something like this rident grace is a sole survivor on a desperate last chance mission and if he fails humanity and the earth itself will perish except that right now he doesn't know that he can't even remember his own name let alone the nature of his assignment or how to complete it all he knows is that he has been asleep for a very very long time and he has been awakened to find himself millions of miles from home with nothing but two corpses for company his crewmates dead his memories fuzzily returning he realizes that an impossible task now confronts him alone on this tiny ship that has been cobbled together by every government and space agency on the planet and hurled into the depths of space it's up to him to conquer an extinction level threat to our species and thanks to an unexpected ally he just might have a chance part scientific mystery part dazzling interstellar journey project hail mary is a tale of discovery speculation and survival to rival the martian while taking us to places it never dreamt of going wow 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 <laughs> this is so okay, much okay, more better than our dialogue likes See that is the perk of having literature but anyway I wanted to ask you like when I gifted you the book had you like what did you know about it before you started reading it did you know anything or did you just go into it completely blank no I went into it completely blank no the thing with me and sci-fi books is that even though I watch a lot of sci-fi all because of you but I read very very less sci-fi I think the only sci-fi that I might have read is maybe uh, you know the obviously Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and uh, maybe something from from Isaac Asimov or the invisible man back in school right so yeah, yeah. i think very limited capacity and even i remember you gave me the foundation series right the isaac asimov one mm. i haven't even mm. read that yet so like but for project hail mary it's because andy were obviously you like i was so amarshan was absolutely great you had watched the movie then i was on awe of the egg right and the thing that he wrote and when i just went through the preface of the book right uh, or just the backside cover story of the book it was written in such plain and simple english i thought it would be a you know super fast read and that is what i exactly wanted i hadn't read any of any information about project hail mary before i read it i had just seen that uh, it was andy weir's new novel and i had really enjoyed like andy weir's all of his previous work so when it came out i was just like okay good i can give this uh, as a gift to anshul and uh, when you told me to read it i was just like okay great uh, let's read it i like i had a basic understanding that 
the hail mary was a ship and uh, it was about an astronaut and that's about it i had no idea about uh, what the you know whole astrophage thing was and i had absolutely no clue that one fourth like uh, a quarter in the, into the book you know you suddenly just get spoilers aliens like i was absolutely not prepared for this but have you watched the expanse i know i have okay so expanse is something which i think it's a amazon prime original series or something like i'll just bring the context here is that uh, yeah, earth civilization is advanced enough that uh, some, like there are martians like proper martians living in mars there are earthians then there are certain people who are living on the belt like ceres it's a large asteroid uh, in between Ma- uh, mars and jupiter so there are people staying there now obviously mars is uh, like mars in mars because most of the scientists actually migrated there right or astronauts in the initial duration so only the most more i would say knowledgeable people went there so there is a sense of superiority that you know they're the more intelligent beings and obviously the culture has evolved that way and the whole belt region is devoid of water and all of that and earth is rich in water and these people uh, like mars people and all not uh, seen water or experienced the water life and all of that so there is this whole tussle between three groups of people there's a civil war going around between martians earthians like these two are uh, separate being even though all descendants from humans so i don't know what the hell but they have a extension level thread very similar to an astrophage it's called a protozoa there where did it originate what see, even i have not seen the entire thing but it basically it's a living being which bombarded uh, one of the planets and just made the planet itself as a moving object which was going to crash on earth civilization is space faring so they could have solved it. they solved it in one way or the other when i was reading this book i got reminded because again there was a living being type organism extinction level threat so these are common themes but obviously this book took it in a very very different way and because it was a soul man's journey and they were describing it through his point of view it was like really amazing yeah and uh, like it's interesting because of all the sci-fi that i have consumed i've never come across this uh, phenomenon of a solar dimming event right that the sun is kind of uh, losing power and then you find out that it's because of these small little uh, microorganisms that can store up that are basically eating up the sun by the way do you know what astrophage means no man it's just greek for star eater oh what the hell ah uh, this is some this is the kind of word that you would have used in your book like 100% yeah this is definitely the kind of stuff that i i have done this in forbidden planet uh, quite a few times that was the start of it i had never seen something like that and the way he approaches it the way you kind of find out because a lot like most of it is in flashbacks right so uh, the way you kind of get towards uh, finding out what astrophage is finding out what the solar dimming event is and the whole petroscope and everything like that it it is so grounded it is so uh, it is so realistically portrayed that you kind of go along with it and not think of it as like a whimsical ride or like a fantasy that you are reading it is very much something that could happen in your future or like because of the pandemic now we are so like we kind of face this reality that at any moment there are microorganisms that could just wipe out humanity if they had enough time and enough energy so it's just like it feels like a very realistic situation and uh, then it kind of just completely side side swipes into this uh, weird alien buddy comedy thing and i just could not help but smile all the way through uh, the middle chapters when he's trying to make first contact with the alien and i i it's just so happy and i think the one of the reasons why this all works better than artemis i think because artemis is a, a fun book as well it's like a murder mystery set on the moon uh, but 
but with that it's like it's a very conventional murder mystery story and i think andy weir struggles a bit while writing you know different kinds of characters all singular setting so for project hail mary when he went back to this whole martian type of setup where you will have this just one character you're uh, experiencing the story through his perspective and uh, there are like only occasional fa- flashbacks where he's talking to other people otherwise it's just either him alone or uh, him with you know his alien buddy so that i think works great to his advantage like just to add on to the points that you had mentioned right first of all the realistic setting in the book in the middle of the book he goes on to a whole rant about the physics of weightlessness and everything like what the hell okay and he's trying to dump <laughs> it down and explain it to everyone i love that part being somebody who understands a bit of this i've read through this like that was completely amazing one thing that like i was really engrossed with was when uh, they went into a flashback and uh, they were trying to figure out what the hell makes an astrophysics tick so yeah. that entire sequence of events and unfolding across so many different regions and how like ultimately if an extension level threat comes governments across the world will march together pool in money and just try to do anything to save it like it's yes we know we are selfish in ourselves but yes no 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 that in that case specifically i thought it was really fun because it was like the other side of when i started reading the book i had just seen this movie called don't look up okay ha uh-huh. ha it's a comedy by adam mckay and uh, it's the same guy who did the big shot and it's like a it's again a theoretical situation where there's an asteroid that's headed toward earth don't give me spoilers i've not watched no no i won't give spoilers so it's basically about an asteroid that's headed toward earth and there's these scientists who are trying to warn the government and uh, the whole movie is kind of like a uh, it's a it's it takes the opposite direction that uh, hail mary takes so while like don't look up is kind of a uh, bleak and dystopian satire i found like project hail mary is kind of very optimistic and it it was nice to have that especially do you remember that scene where they essentially covered the entire of africa just to generate enough solar power to speed up as the entire of sahara <laughs> desert just with i mean it's the biggest structure uh, that's like visible from space and everything it's it's uh, wild just the kind of just the things that he pulls off and uh, it's all based on you know proper uh, sense like if you could yeah. imagine doing that in real world i don't it it would be you know everlasting consequences but yeah that's a problem for another day i guess yeah the only reason we don't do it right now because it's such a massive undertaking and there's no real rush for it that is like we don't have an existential level threat yet covid is still uh, not there but okay obviously the best part is when the whole arrival type sequence happened the meeting of the alien and the conversations oh damn figuring out how to communicate that was also like arrival like but with that you know uh, typical andy weir humor it's, it's amazing to watch and it's just uh, the way he uh, like describes why the aliens would uh, look the look that certain way because of their planet the atmospheres the gases and uh, their whole anatomy and everything it it feels also put together uh, nicely like there's so much uh, thought and care put into it it's amazing not just this but the whole point is that you know he didn't try to make it overly complicated or m like m like shamalan types or you know maybe i don't know some indian I mean, bollywood yeah, yeah. the the story is the story is very simple it follows the martian formula which is like uh, you have a problem you solve one problem and then you get to the next problem i would have been supremely disappointed if the alien would have turned out to be a bad or selfish person or something like that like that would have really thrown me off like this was a wholesome movie i wanted to smile throughout the way they were solving one struggle after the other and then the whole flip towards the end like it was a nice package and i i'm thankful andy weir did it that way that's basically about it and imagine like you wanted to be in the shoes of the astronaut like i 
like felt that i don't know why uh, yeah, right and it's like uh, he never co- complicates the whole situation by bringing in like uh, different motives or uh, any sort of other like uh, characters or anything like that it's simple enough like the uh, the plot is simple enough in that there is this astrophage you have to figure out how to uh, disarm it and uh, the whole point of the thing is ki we have to save both of our planets and the whole all of the conflict that comes comes due to the fact that something in space will go wrong and uh, all of the time space is trying to kill you so that is like where all the conflict comes from which is great because you don't have to then uh, get into this whole character drama thing where you know you have characters with different motivations and who's good and who's evil and this and that i mean you get some of it but even that is quickly kind of resolved and uh, it happens at the very end uh, i think it was almost unnecessary uh, in a way but i mean it's fine that they did it it's like some more uh, action in like an otherwise a fairly simplistic story oh you mean to say the portion right after they actually figured out how to you know curtail the astrophage reaction and they were going back like after the sequence after that right no no not that i'm specifically talking about the whole betrayal that happens with uh, when you know the two astronauts that are supposed to go that they, they end up dying and uh, stratus like uh, like now you're supposed to go and you realize that uh, oh, rally yes. did not really choose to go but he was more like forced into it and uh, then you know she says that you are fundamentally a good person so by the time you figure it out you you'll do the right thing it's like you don't really need, you didn't really need that but it's a good enough layer because it gives you um, time for that that kind of explanation about when strat comes into his cell in the end and she tells him about what will happen once he leaves uh, on hail mary what will happen in the next 30 years you know uh, food shortages and wars and everything all this uh, all this whole thing where they say that half the global population will die um you get an idea of what the earth could be and yeah, i'm i'm glad that they never give you a definitive answer of what happened like obviously uh, someone on earth figured out how to uh, fix the whole problem of astrophage obviously we don't know what the damage was uh, we just know that someone figured it out so apparently humanity still thrived we still managed a way to survive but you don't get like a rosy picture of like no everybody came together and it was fine you like you never really find and but you know you also see that humanity progressed because they were ultimately like again spoilers like i am sure we have given enough spoilers so no spoiler warning here but towards the end like when he is found uh, on the planet uh, on i don't know what was the character's name there the other alien's name whatever rocky rocky so rocky's plan when he's there so the uh, the earthians or yeah humans <laughs> humans beings uh, yeah the humans actually figure out bringing back grace so like they have advanced enough and some, like because they have finally figured out that they can create something which can you know go back go to iridian's planet bring him back but obviously he does not take that call or he does who knows but yeah that uh, that whole thing is there but i actually like you, which you mentioned at the unnecessary portion the whole point of uh, him purposefully but i think it added i think a special level of thrill to me because every time i was deciding who would have not gone through the mission even if they yeah. were you know purposefully thrown into it it's an inherent thing right that we are genetically programmed for a species survival just because of spite will die ourselves and let a species die i don't think there is a psychopath in the making who's in currently the space agency or anywhere it's like a thing where would you have the courage by yourself to go on such a mission and while it's an interesting question to wonder it's it never really poses that much of a hindrance to anything because it's like uh, he pretty much is forced to go on the whole thing 
and it's like even if uh, he had said no they would have convinced him somehow anyhow it's not like he was going to uh, i mean it, the story wouldn't happen if he de- decided not to go and just like uh, they sent someone else or something like that it's it's fine for what it is but i still really enjoyed that's like a minor part i still enjoyed like the rest of like the 98% of the book but could you imagine living alone for that amount of years when you finally find a solution that and you realize that you can go back home okay in a reasonable amount of time but you choose to right that i think worked more for me than uh, the whole uh, not go- going or not going thing because that is a choice that comes out of this uh, bond that has developed between uh, this alien and uh, our protagonist over the course of whatever like 200 pages and you sort of you you immediately realize that why uh, he turns back and goes to save his friend the way he does and it's not it's not really about that he has to save this planet of eridians it's just more about that he wants to save his friend from being stranded in space true true obviously there's the sequence before that as well right where is it it was before that only or after that i don't remember where he builds a tunnel from um, the ship to him where the eridian actually the rocky actually goes in makes his own chamber but when ryland is about to die he sacrifices himself so that the other person could survive yeah that was yeah. in itself a great thing then towards the end he repaid the favor in some way either way if, even if he would have not saved right i think the story would have just worked like andy were could have flipped the story in such a way but like it was such a mind boggling that actually went through because taking a decision, this is a very big decision saving humanity because at the time it's a simple choice right did you save the entirety of humanity or you save a friend whom you met for a course of less than a year and yeah that's it so no, but he also he also kind of says that rocky is like his only friend right because he never really had uh, that many friends um, back on earth and he never really had a stable relationship and everything but uh, beyond all that as well um, i think there's something so beautiful about writing a sci-fi story that is essentially rooted in i mean all the sci-fi science fiction in it is massively impressive like uh, there's no doubt about that like the whole astrophage thing and uh, all the scientific problems that he poses and everything i think it's all amazing it's impressive but the only reason this story works uh, the only reason you kind of uh, buy along with the whole thing and read it up until its end is because of this whole connection that happens between him and rocky and because uh, andy weir is inherently a funny guy like he writes in a very uh you know it's not overly complicated it's a very simple prose and it's funny and it's like the way that normal people talk you know he writes in a way that normal people uh, make conversation those things i think are what really hold this whole thing together because if you tell me that this was a, just a story about uh, you know scientists trying to stop this whole astrophage event apocalypse in a very cold and scientific manner it wouldn't be as fun to read like if you don't have this whole thing with rocky and uh, ryland kind of becoming friends and uh, learning about each other's languages and the nuances that come with that the whole thing where uh, they discover that they can, both of them can actually uh, understand sarcasm and uh, actively use it in communication is like a real funny moment you know so it's it's little stuff like that obviously we have to talk about the whole interaction the way the communication but i know like because that's my favorite thing i really want to spend some time there the whole aspect that how rocky actually listens through his ears no or sees sees through see sees through sound and the explanations that he went go beyond and the whole clock situation right the way he explained clocks the initial interaction like that was something which is really basics 
because we humans humans think in base ten, but Iranians think in base six. That is a very interesting. And it's a simple example. Thing. Because, it's a simple thing because you have ten fingers. That's why base ten, and they have six fingers. That's why base six. And it makes absolute perfect sense. Yeah, right. Exactly. And uh, then the whole aspect of culture, right? About sleeping and eating. Oh, amazing. Next level comedy thing. I mean, it's the same thing that they're doing in Discovery right now. It's like uh, the latest episode of uh, Discovery was about cultural context. Okay, uh, I mean. Till where have you? Seen? Okay, anyway, I won't talk about that. But yeah, Discovery is doing something very similar because they're trying a new first contact mission and everything. But yeah, like you said, the whole thing about learning about each other's culture and why uh, Iridians involved in the way they did—it's all amazingly. Uh, it's simple, it's interesting, and it's logical. And uh, he writes it in a way that feels very fun. Even though uh, Ryland was very weirded out that somebody was watching him sleep, and. You know, Rocky was very weird. Somebody, somebody was watching him eat. Such embarrassing moments. They could live together, being alone. Like they went beyond that initial inhibition and actually tried to understand each other's culture. Like both were similar, right? Both, both had a group of crew. Obviously, Rocky it's, had there's more. There's this, there's this, yeah, there's this inherent curiosity that both of them have because they're both like uh, either like scientists or engineers. They have this inherent curiosity towards the other person, and they have this respect that uh, you know they respect each other's culture enough that when you tell someone that uh, you don't like to be uh, you know uh, watching someone eat is very disgusting, you take that at face value that it's a cultural thing. It's a very Star Trek kind of you know interaction, and uh, the whole thing is essentially like uh, okay, there's an old. Uh, Play show something called the Odd Couple, which is like this whole thing about uh, two people who should not be roommates who are roommates, you know, that kind of a thing. So it's like it's like you and I being roommates and learning to live with each uh, with each other, and it's just it's that formula but with the sci-fi twist. I think that's why this book works out, and I'm, I'm I urge everyone again, you know, if you have already gone this far into the episode. And if I've not read the book, like I'm sorry for you. Like, why haven't you? Like, this episode is not that interesting in comparison to that book. So read that book. Come here. Uh, but yeah, it was really amazing. But okay, like apart from all of this, um, any other like points that you would want to mention for the book or any the sci-fi that you're looking forward to reading? Okay, so uh, some little things I would I wouldn't mind mentioning about the book is, uh, like I said at first, like Andy V's writing is obviously very funny. he writes uh he writes in a very nerdy uh you know awkward like this uh kind of funny this dry humorous guy that wants to just like uh wants to be cheeky and everything his writing i find very interesting um then the whole thing with uh coming up with a whole different civilization that in itself is a very impressive thing and having it makes some amount of sense if not all is just like a huge task you know, on its own thirdly i hope andy weir keeps on writing these kind of things because we absolutely need more interesting new kind of sci-fi in our life because i read a lot of sci-fi and like a lot of sci-fi tends to be very dry and boring you know john scalzi writes very funny stuff and you have a few other writers who are doing interesting stuff with sci-fi but it's it's like uh there need to be more writers who are willing to you know give science fiction a chance because it is it gives you a chance to explore humanity through a very outside perspective outside lens no but i get your point because usually what happens with sci-fi is that you chuck it out for most of the audience because it's tough to understand unit context unit interest unit all of that 
but andy yeah, may know also be that it's acceptable to everybody exactly yeah and it's also like a lot of sci-fi these days has become more about just you know pew uh, pew and you know just <laughs> okay kind of <laughs> yes uninteresting uh, it's it's become sci-fi has become synonymous with action movies more than it has with like the exploration of humanity and emotions and uh, memories and all these kinds of stuff like right now i just finished watching a movie called after yang which i just told you about ki like you have to watch it because it is a such a like it's it's a, it's a lot like arrival you know like we keep coming back to arrival because arrival is a science fiction story that does not rely on like the star wars or star trek kind of militaristic uh, action heavy uh, thing to you know keep you engaged uh, it's it's a kind of story that keeps you engaged by uh, generating curiosity uh, creating wholesome moments and you know uh, giving you this whole idea of connection like finding connection among different kinds of beings and that i think project hail mary does very very well see i'm saddened that you mentioned star trek but i get your point the reason star trek is more about uh what no, I mean, it I is do- it is <laughs> no star trek is about making connections and this and that but it is also half and half right yeah, yeah, yeah going yeah. all the way all the way back to like the original series like some of the time it was about making connections it was about uh finding and exploring and this and that but also there were like a lot of episodes where it was just about survival in the sense that the uh, ship is under attack or the, the crew is dying of something and you have to figure out a solution and this and that it was more of an adventure story you know it was uh, less uh, it was less scientific exploration and more scientific adventure in a way yeah makes sense i get it but see that is what, like i fell in love with star trek because uh, of the exploration part of it because that was one of the few shows or, or the only show which actually delved through it like the more cultural context the more historical concept everything i think that is what also helps in the book with andy weir that this is purely based on human emotions alien emotions and not ali- like not the very first thought that aliens are bad right so the whole overturning of things so that was absolutely great and wholesome so again i don't know man andy we are seriously you should sponsor us like this is so much of shilling that i've never done for myself not for pushkar's book so come on <laughs> yes and it also it also gave me a perspective about my own writing that maybe it's feels like sometimes i write maybe too dark because reading some reading andy andy vs book it's like it's so wholesome and fun and it just makes you it just leaves you with such a uh you know nice uh amazing feeling that it's the kind of feeling that i had when i watched like guardians of the galaxy for the first time mm-hmm, for example mm-hmm. yeah and uh, you know then i kind of think about my sci-fi and just how depressing it is it's just it's interesting <laughs> because i i like the stuff that i write you know mm-hmm. i think that it's important i think that it's important to me that i write the way i write and the things that i write about but it's also nice to see that there are people out there who are um, using science fiction to create the joy that i often feel watching different kinds of science fiction you know or the yeah. kind of joy that made me fall in love with science fiction in the first place i use it like as a tool of this uh, whole thing about uh, you know making statements and uh, uh, sharing pain and trauma and this and that whatever but i i love that there are still people out there who are using it to um, you know recreate this joy that i had uh, growing up so yeah that is one great thing
um any other books that uh, you're looking forward to yeah but like i love this work i want to read more of it because he wrote uh, Ma- the martian in 2000 he released the martian in 2011 then artemis 2015 or 17 i guess yeah 2017 and now project hail mary is even longer like project hail mary is 2021 so who knows uh, how much more time he will take to write another novel yeah, i just hope that world war 3 doesn't ex- like just you know decimates us before he comes i mean tomorrow. we have the bell riots that are happening soon so Yeah, yeah, that is also best. Oh, now people, people have already tuned out of the episode once you mentioned all of this. Speaking of the bell riots, uh, there is an interesting thing that just started this week. It's called Star Trek Picard. It's in its season two, and uh, I think you are going to enjoy it quite a bit. Okay, see guys. Uh, next week, uh, my plan is that okay, I'm traveling, so I'll watch Discovery. I'll watch Picard. I finish. We'll do an episode. We'll not do episode-wise review. I can't afford to do that. Maybe once the season gets over, we'll do a recap of all of that. We should. And, we should. Even and the boys. The boys is coming the... back again. So stay tuned for that. Can I be? Can I be honest with you? What? You're not excited? I am zero percent excited. What the, <laughs> the hell? Boys season. I mean, I'll watch it. Obviously, I'll watch it. I'll binge the whole thing, whatever. But I have no real excitement for it because there is there is so much good superhero stuff that's happening. I have I have no reason to be cynical about superheroes right now. <laughs> I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home just came out. The Batman I just saw yesterday it was also good. It was so. Doctor Strange is coming. I don't know why do we, why do we keep mentioning Doctor Strange in every episode? Because Doctor Strange is like, it has the greatest title of any movie ever made. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I mean, how can you how can you feel cynical uh, when you? Hear the title "Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness." It is, it is amazing. It is everything. It is beautiful. And I don't even know what the movie is going to be, but the title is just everything. But yeah, there's so much good superhero stuff right now. Moon Knight is coming out in a month, and I just I, Superman and Lois is in its second season. It's the best Superman we've had in about like what forty, fifty years. So yeah, you know, you have so much good stuff. Peacemaker just uh, finished. Peacemaker was a whole amazing ride. So there's like so much good. So okay, fine, 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 fine. Okay, fine. Okay. So I yeah, it's just like I'm words. like. <laughs> but okay, this episode has to end. No, no I'm not trying to. I'm, I'm not trying to coerce you into anything. But yeah. No, but I get the point. Like obviously, there's enough troubling things happening in the world. You don't want to see something dark again. But okay, still, I'm excited. Let's see. I'll watch it. Uh, let's see. We'll do an episode or not. But uh, that's it. I think for this episode, always we'll just keep on going from one thing or the other. Um, let us know which book or movie or something which you want to review. Anything. Like if you tell us something, we'll genuinely do the work. You know, guys, just saying. Or else we just keep watching and doing something uh, which Pushkar recommends. But till then, uh, thank you guys for listening to this. And uh, yeah, uh, go buy Forbidden Planet. Yes, go buy Forbidden Planet. It's on Amazon. Uh, go to my Instagram and you can find the link in my bio. That's basically it. And if you feel like you are very being very generous enough, you can also go to buymeacoffee.com and donate to us. Or you can you know just buy me some books. My address is there. Don't send me any other stuff. Why am I really revealing all of this? But okay, that's it. It's out in the world. Thank you guys, and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. Follow us on social media and do let us know if you want to be part of the next episode. Till then, live long and prosper.